Wednesday, welcome back to another edition of WeatherWise here from the meteorologist at 47 ABC WMDT. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Wordzik. I am here again with meteorologist Sloan Haynes. And uh, let's get an update on what's going on here. Uh, we're going to talk about the tropics, the latest that. We're going to talk about the latest of the drought here on mm -hmm. Delmarva. And uh, with any hopeful end in sight to that, kind of the particulars going on with that. But Sloan, I uh, wanted to get to one thing because everybody asked me to ask you about this. Um, so we know about NASA, right, with the Artemis yes. launch. So Krispy Kreme Donuts, did you see us do this, by the way? Yes, I watched this on social media. Okay, yeah, so you know what I'm talking about here. Krispy Kreme Donuts, they had a limited edition donut that was supposed to look like the moon. And it was like, uh, what was it, a cream cheese filling Okay. with, you know, now it's like slipping me here, but uh, it, it, it was like a combination of two things, basically the icing that was uh, more of a, a donut icing, if you will, or a cake icing with mm -hmm. the cream cheese in the middle. So it's like, cook it. actually the way it was explained, cookies and cream meet cream cheese. Okay. I was skeptical, and they told me to ask you, Hannah and Rob, since you're our resident foodie, Foodie Friday, <laughs> how would you feel about that combo? Cookies and cream and cream cheese? I mean, I've seen like a cookies and cream, like cream cheese frosting before on a cake. So like wouldn't be opposed to me though. I'm not the biggest fan of stuffed donuts. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm more of a glazed donut type of gal. So I would probably pass. That sounds really heavy to me too. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm with you on that completely. Um, glazed big... donut and a hot coffee. It's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. And we tried it on air, and I'm the same way that filled donuts, not a huge fan. And there's no graceful way to eat a filled no. donut. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about that, too. We were on air, and I was like, well, this is, this is, I'm glad it's at Every the end time of the I show. do foodie, I pick the best <laughs> shot. I'm like, okay, I can't look like I'm chewing with my mouth open. Food right. can't be falling out of my mouth, and my mom can't be, be able to call me again and be like, you really ate like that on live television? <laughs> like, yes, I did. It was good. <laughs> no, it ended up being a decent donut. Um, I, okay. I didn't like the idea of the combo in my head, you know, with the cookies yeah. and cream and cream cheese, but, you know, it wasn't too bad. So. Sounds different. Yeah. It's I'm different. willing to give anything a try food-wise. So. Okay. So we may put you on the spot about that. Okay. Hannah, our own Hannah Puccini might uh, come to you about that. Okay. So. I'm sure Hannah will find me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we had, uh, we had that on the news hour, and mm -hmm. that was one thing that... Um, we're talking about the launch being scrubbed down in Florida and it, usually it's because of weather but this mm -hmm. time around it was because of mechanical issues and they're going to be trying out as this podcast is airing here on a Wednesday they're going to try again I believe Friday to get that up now this coincides with what we've been tracking out in the tropics several different yes. potential areas of development the tropics have just come alive here in the past week or so but there is one in particular going into the Caribbean if you wanted mm -hmm. to talk about that so as of Tuesday morning, there was two areas to watch. One of them is the one off the coast of Africa that has a medium chance of development over the next couple of days as of Tuesday morning. But the one that's in the central tropical Atlantic that we're just talking about, that's approaching the Caribbean Sea right now. And that actually has a high chance of development to form over the next couple of days. The National Hurricane Center did forecast that we will likely see a depression form later this week. So that's something we're keeping our eyes out on, um, especially with us having such a lull, you could say, in between named tropical systems now. But last week, if you listen, Rich and I did mention how Andrew was the first named storm of the season. That didn't occur until August. 
um, the beginning of August. So that's something that we've been talking about is um, hurricane season, watching the tropics, seeing this one system as, an 80, as of Tuesday morning, an 80% chance of development still over the next five days. So again, it only takes one of these systems to become very worrisome and devastating for communities. But if even if it doesn't, let's say go into the Caribbean or go into the Gulf, it could always go along the coast, influence our weather here on Delmarva weather, be actually bringing us some showers and storms or influencing our rip current risk. But you might have noticed that over the past couple of weeks that Rich and I have been talking about the tropics a little bit more than what we have been doing. And that's because they're starting to actually heat up. So we're approaching what meteorologists call the peak of the Atlantic hurricane season. That is actually around September 10th, and that's when we typically see the most systems beginning to form in the Atlantic. But if you didn't know this, there's actually a secondary peak as well, which is around the middle of October, but that's mainly for the Caribbean Sea and the Gulf of Mexico. But once this second peak happens, we see the number of storms drop off fairly quickly. So I do have some data for us in regards of the averages for the Atlantic hurricane season, how it corresponds to the peak. So typically by the peak of the season, we see eight named storms. And typically around that time, we'll see about three named hurricanes. And out of those becoming major hurricanes, we see about one. So that's what we're saying that we start to see this really begin to pick up when typically on average we do see 14 named storms for a season, uh, seven of those becoming hurricanes and three of those becoming major hurricanes. So that's with the updated data from 1991 to 2020 that does reflect that active hurricane season we did see in 2020. That was an anomaly, of course, that we always talk about. But when I talk about the peak as well as we're not just seeing the storms really forming from the Gulf and the Caribbean Sea, like the storms or the systems that I just mentioned that we're monitoring are out in the Atlantic. So this means we're going to start to see the Atlantic really heating up, really getting active, and that's what we're going to see over the next couple of weeks as they keep monitoring these systems. Yeah, that's uh, really good information there. And, and by the way, if you're first listening to the show um, or this podcast, meteorologist Sloan Haynes is kind of our in-house uh, resident uh, tropical expert. Um, I mean, you being from Florida, right? Mm -hmm. So, and going to Florida I've been States. through a few. Yes. I've been through a few. I've seen Michael, Hermine. Um, I'm forgetting the other ones, but they were more tropical storms and they moved through. But Hermine was category one when it made landfall and Tallahassee's pretty far inland, but it's still, Florida State was out power for a week. We were living in the basketball center as freshmen. Oh, wow. Um, so that's where I was charging my phone and everything. My parents didn't think it was going to be worth flying me home since they were living outside of Philadelphia at the time. We had just moved up there. So they're like, you'll be fine, you'll be <laughs> fine. They learned their lesson because <laughs> the next couple of years they flew me home regardless of its strength. They're like, okay, we'll fly you home. Right, just as a just in case. <laughs> but no, hurricane season is, I hate to say it, it's my favorite season. It's what got me into meteorology. So I do a great deal of time studying these systems. And speaking of systems, this week was, this past week was the anniversary of Katrina. And right. that was a major hurricane at landfall that devastated Louisiana and the surrounding Gulf states. And I believe it maintained its hurricane intensity even after it made landfall. There was hurricane warnings extended inland. So that just proves that it really only takes one storm is what we've been constantly been talking about and Katrina happening in August. August into September into October is the busiest months for the tropics is when we see the, the water the warmest. Remember that's fuel for a fire. Warmer water means technically a stronger storm. 
Right. And, you know, bringing up Katrina, that's one that I personally mm -hmm. um, witnessed early in my career. Um, and that was in a season two. I, I worked down in Columbus, Mississippi, which is uh, about four hours inland. And to touch on exactly what you said, there are hurricane warnings all the way up into mm -hmm. central and in, you know, tropical storm warnings in the northern Mississippi. And where Columbus sits, it's basically central Mississippi, central northern yep. Mississippi. And we did have hurricane force winds in the city of Columbus. Um, throughout the duration is as that track moved directly over yeah. top of the area. So it was, wow, just such an anomaly as you talked about. And that, I remember that season was important too because that season got off to a very early start. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember there was a lull for a bit. And then when Katrina was developing that it was almost kind of like things just kicked right back into motion, mm -hmm. right at the peak that you're talking about and just takes that one storm. And Katrina was that mm -hmm. one storm that season. And I know there are actually a lot more that followed yes. after that, but um, that was a busy season, a very busy season. But it looked like at one point maybe that was going to be winding down, and then it just exploded mm -hmm. with that storm developing. But um, um, and we talked about this last week on our podcast. Um, this time of the year, we go into se September and October, especially um, Delmarva, the Mid Atlantic coast, the East Coast, the central parts of the East Coast, uh, even the Southeast. I would say with this. Um, a lot of the water table is, you know, dependent on these landfalling tropical systems. Maybe mm -hmm. not strong hurricanes, but even just these depressions. The remnant or, moisture. Right. And you, you don't want to cheer for this stuff, but we kind of need it, we right? We need it. And I th we've been feeling it here on yeah. Delmarva. Um, drought monitor last week wasn't the best for us with um, a good portion of especially the coastline under abnormally dry conditions but parts of Sussex County around the beaches there, moderate drought, just showing the lack of rainfall we've been receiving. Now the drought monitor does update every Thursday. And I believe even last week we did a story, um, one of our reporters said, I forget who, about how farmers have been running their sprinklers a lot more, their water systems a lot more, which is leading to flooded roadways or slick roads in parts of areas leading to a few more car accidents. So this isn't just impacting us in terms of, you know, our crops, our soil. This is impacting us in um, everyday life, impacting road conditions that people will be driving on. So that's just something else to think about. You know, we say because local matters and we try to tie everything into how it's impacting the community. And that's one way that these drier conditions have been impacting the community. We are a peninsula built on farmers. We have a lot of farmers here. That's most of our land here. Um, you can't go, I always say you can't go like a mile here on Del Mar without passing like five farms, that is the three trip. of them being chicken farms. Yeah. <laughs> so there was always a, there's a lot of farmers out here, a lot of agriculture out here, and this hasn't been helpful for them at all. Now this ties into sort of what we are talking about with rainfall too, is that we need that tropical moisture. We need some moisture and we're not getting it. And that's what's been really hard for us because typically for the month of August, Wednesday being the last day of August, we receive over five inches of rain on average. As of um, Tuesday morning, we've only received 2.21 inches of rain. And that's going to impact us. We're not going to feel the effects right away, but this will impact us as we head over the next couple of weeks. And I remember when you and I, back in July, I think we did an August Outlook podcast topic and we talked about how we were seeing, they were forecasting for August above average precipitation. Well, 
Obviously, we didn't get that this month. And now for the next, uh, I looked at the Climate Prediction Center, their outlook for the next 14 days, and it's showing above average precipitation again. So any rain we get is good rain. I know we're all excited for this beautiful weekend we have coming up, a beautiful long weekend for some of us where we can go out to the beaches, we can go to the bayside, we can have dinner outside, have barbecues, pool days, but we really do need that rain. That's right. And, you know, here we're talking about just going back to the farmers with watering and creating some, you know, unintended slick mm -hmm. spots across the area that brought up to mind um, one other issue now that we have to worry about. And I was um, on a discussion with um, some National Weather Service um, meteorologists were talking about this, you know, because parts of Delmarva are in the drought conditions, but the abnormally dry conditions have been slowly spreading across the central part of the peninsula. Mm -hmm. The worry now is a lot of the storms that coming that are coming in the heavy rain already being a problem in any normal instance with the prospect of minor flooding because of the dry conditions that ground can't take the water in as quickly mm -mm. it's almost like taking a dry sponge you run the water over top of you know initially the sponge doesn't take in the water the water actually goes over top of the sponge and falls off and eventually the sponge takes in the water that's the same idea with the dry uh, ground and so that leads to more worries of flash flooding or instances of high water mm -hmm. on roadways just appearing out of nowhere. And part of that is uh, probably suspect of what's happening here with the farmers trying to water their crops. And that water, because the ground is so dry, is just pooling. And mm -hmm. it's not seeping into the ground as quickly as it would if the ground was a little more um, moist, if you will. So there's always seems to be a problem, especially when you get into drought conditions. Yeah. It's just one thing or another. And even when you're getting the rain that you need, it leads to a problem. So. That's um, one thing that we have to monitor with storms coming through, and mm -hmm. that's the only rain that we've been getting are from thunderstorms, which don't dull the, out the rain evenly. At least with yeah. tropical systems, the rain that we'll comes in more is more widespread. Right, exactly. It's a shield of rain, if you will. And of course, it could lead to flooding, but the idea is that everybody gets the rain, mm -hmm. not a few places. And what we saw what, this past Saturday, areas that needed the rain in Sussex County, for instance, they were seeing torrential downpours, but you could go six or seven miles in any direction and there were cases mm -hmm. where outside that thunderstorm nobody saw rain that day yep like georgetown i think received when i work saturday night they received a little over a tenth an inch rain but delmar about 20 minutes south they got over half an inch rain salisbury we got over an inch and a half worth of rain at the airport so we got a lot of rain and it was primarily on the east side of the peninsula so that doesn't really help dorchester county doesn't really help talbot county at all and speaking of the ground, we had a lot of flood advisories in effect within after those thunderstorms had moved through as the National Weather Service realized that, you know, the rain wasn't being absorbed as fast. So they issued flood advisories for a short period of time. But that's something else that we did see Saturday, which is uneven rainfall and multiple flood advisories in effect for Delmarva. Right. And um, it looks like that's going to be the, uh, the worry here going forward as at least as of the time of this mm -hmm. podcast, we're not we're not seeing any chances for rain in the next mm -hmm. seven days. Um, and of course, we're looking at the tropics and that always can change the equation completely. But that'll take a couple couple days, couple weeks to reach us if it did if reach us. If it did us. happen, right. So, uh, you know, we'll monitor it. And that's a good reason for, if you're listening now, to tune back in, you know, check in with us again next Wednesday because I'm sure we're gonna have a lot more to talk about with the tropics and the aspect of how uh, our rain situation or the mm -hmm. drought situation, whichever way you look at it, is uh, currently affecting Delmarva. So an interesting time of the year that we're going into, that transition time, we get to the end of summer and um, the cold fronts start coming in quicker and the season's obviously changing. That means more weather systems overall moving through. 
So uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. So yes. uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to us again. You can always reach us, by the way, via email, weather at 47abc.com. And of course, you can find myself, meteorologist Sloan Haynes, meteorologist Ulysses Garcia on Facebook or Twitter and uh, send us a note or you could just find us on our website at wmdt.com. We have our emails posted there as well if you'd like to get in contact with us and talk about any of the subjects here on WeatherWise or if you have a weather question and like to hear about it, uh, hear the answer to that, we can certainly um, get back to you at any point and even talk about it here on the podcast. But again, for myself and meteorologist Sloan Haynes, thank you for listening to another edition of WeatherWise here from 4780C WMDT.